Hey, hey, what's going on, everybody? Thank you for stopping by, and welcome to the Buckeye Zone. This is where we talk about our favorite college football program, the Ohio State Buckeyes. I know it's been a while since uh, I last had a show, and uh, uh, a lot of things have happened since then, and one of those things was the uh, Super Bowl that took place, so I wanted to talk about a little bit about that, and then also talk about the uh, NFL scouting combine that uh, just took place this past weekend uh, in my home state of Indiana, down there in Indianapolis, and uh, we got at least those two topics to discuss uh, fairly quickly, and then we can look forward to Buckeye football um, kind of being back on the field. They are uh, doing spring practice. It just started this past Tuesday, and then the spring game's coming up here uh, very, very soon, and we can talk about uh, projected depth charts, uh, what we saw in the spring game. Uh, you know, so we got some things to talk about moving forward. Uh, coaching changes, players coming, players leaving, as far as the uh, transfer portal and uh, players that came in uh, during the um, uh, that whole recruiting process of signing day. So we got a lot of things to talk about here in the off season. Uh, looking forward to it uh it's getting kind of exciting i have to look forward to football because the other sport that i like to pay attention to uh baseball (laughs) doesn't look like there's any end in sight as far as the uh lockout from the owners and not allowing the uh players aren't to their facilities and and, uh, spring training should have been happening right now and it looks like uh they canceled uh, at least two more series and I don't think the season's going to start until, like, April 17th if they get something done, uh, worked out quickly here between uh, the owners and the Players Association. So you guys don't care about that. We care about Ohio State football on this podcast, and that's what we're going to talk about. Um, so, yeah, the uh, Super Bowl happened, and the reason why I want to talk about that is because our beloved Buckeyes had some uh, good representation in the game. Uh, congratulations to safety Jordan Fuller. He uh, ended up getting a Super Bowl ring out of it. I know he didn't play, and so uh, you know I feel kind of bad for him, at least in that uh, aspect or that regard, because you know yeah, that's one thing you don't want to do as an athlete is you know be on the sidelines and, and watching. You, you want to be out there and playing. So um, I'm sure it was kind of difficult for him to. Uh, uh, be in that uh, position, but you can't do anything about uh, being stuck on the injured reserve list and and being hurt earlier in the season. So, um, just wanted to say congratulations to, to Jordan, and um, hopefully he has a quick recovery and he doesn't miss any games uh, in this upcoming season. But uh, that was that was for the uh, Super Bowl champs, Los Angeles Rams, and then their opponents in the game. I ended up calling them the Cincinnati Buckeyes. Not the Bengals, but the Buckeyes. Because they had uh, at least... What was it? We got at least four guys starting. Some would say five. We'll get to that in a minute. But no, we saw uh, some good starters coming out of that game. Uh, Defensively, uh, most of the guys were on that side of the ball. Uh captain Sam Hubbard you know he was 
pretty good player for the Buckeyes. I didn't think he would be this good uh, in the NFL, and he, I think he signed a, a pretty big contract. I think it was like $44 million uh, during the offseason or possibly in-season. But he, he's turned out to be a heck of a player for the Bengals and uh, excited to watch him play. He was uh, starting there on the defensive line. You had Eli Apple, uh, cornerback. He was playing. Uh, I know he got roasted after the game. Uh, you know, didn't have quite the showing he probably wanted to have. But you know what? It happens. It's a game. It, it's You're going to get beat. I mean, look, look at Jalen Ramsey for the Rams. You know, he's supposed to be an all-pro, and he was getting torched by, you know, Jamar Chase in the game. So, you know, I, you know, I don't feel too bad uh, about the whole situation, but, you know, Eli Apple, you know, he's going to use this as motivation probably in the offseason and come back stronger, and he's still a heck of a player, man. And then his uh, counterpart there at safety with uh, Von Bell helped us win a national title under Urban Meyer, uh, and he was out there playing. Uh, looked like he was playing pretty well. And so excited to see, you know, uh handful of guys uh, for the Buckeyes representing their alma mater out there and you know switching over to offensive side I really don't like (laughs) if if you know me and uh, conversations we've had you know I'm not a big fan of uh, Isaiah Prince uh, right tackle yeah I'll just leave it at that Um, he's out there starting I think he's probably one of the first guys that needs to get replaced and um, you know, I, I'm not going to shed a tear on that. Uh, I, you know, there's too many penalty, penalties he commits, um, sacks allowed. And, and that's one thing that, you know, I worry about with uh, Joe Burrow there. You know, he's already had to deal with uh, one injury. But I think there was a stat uh, before the Super Bowl that said that Joe Burrow was uh, the most sacked quarterback in the NFL this past year. And that's not good when he, he blew out his knee the previous year. And he's already getting hit more than any other starting quarterback in the league the following year. Um, you know, I, I really worry about, you know, his health long term. And that was the key matchup to the Super Bowl, really, was the defensive line for the Rams going up against the offensive line for the uh, the Bengals. And, uh, you know, they, they certainly... That was definitely a focal point for the Rams because, man, the Bengals, they they did it again because I think I saw the stat at the end of the game that Joe Burrow was the most sacked quarterback in Super Bowl history at that point. And you can't blame Joe. Uh, he had actually a, a, a very quick trigger. Uh, his release time after uh, receiving the ball and getting it out of his hands was fairly quick in that first half. But... Uh, they weren't doing a whole lot in the passing game, and they were trying to open it up, you know, in the second half. And, um, you know, when you are waiting for the receivers to get downfield, you got to hold on to the ball for an extra second or two. And uh, it just spelled trouble you know, for Joe and the Bengals. And that offensive line just needs to be reworked. Hopefully that's going to be a, a focal point for Cincinnati moving forward. Uh, protect Joe Burrow, man. That's that's your franchise right there. You can see how good he can be if he's given time uh, to just throw the ball. So, you know, we had 
uh, at least four starters there. And the big controversy leading up to the Super Bowl was whether or not Joe Burrow is considered an Ohio State Buckeye. Now, I'm not sure how you feel about it, but this is my podcast, so I'm going to give you my opinion. And to be honest, I have to use my experience in life uh, in this regard. You know, I didn't play uh, college football or whatever, but, you know, my first year out of high school, I didn't know what I wanted to do in life. I didn't know what degree I wanted. So I uh, went to, I visited three different uh, schools, uh, and I like the campus there here in Fort Wayne, uh, uh, the University of St. Francis, and I went there for a year. And then I quickly realized, why am I spending 14000 a year uh, when I could get a, a heck of a lot cheaper, a business degree, say, get an associate's from community college, transfer to another four-year college, and, you know, uh, basically graduate that way, a little bit cheaper route. And so, uh, as I look back on it, you know, just being there for one year, I don't consider myself a St. Francis Cougar. You know, I, I go with where I graduated from, which was Indiana Tech, and I'm a warrior. That's the way I look at it. You know, I try to keep things simple. I like to live my mod- my life under the motto of KISS. Keep it simple, stupid. And that's the way I look at it. So I don't consider myself a cougar. However, Joe Burrow went to The Ohio State University and graduated. He is actually an alum. His undergraduate degree and his uh, bachelor's is going to say the Ohio State University on it. So the way I look at it, Joe Burrow is a Buckeye. Yes, I know he he didn't play very much. Uh, He had very limited time there at Ohio State actually on the field. He was waiting his turn behind JT Barrett and then Dwayne Haskins and uh, that's another topic for another day, whether you uh, agree with Urban Meyer's decision or not on who he should play when it comes to Barrett Haskins or Burrow. But at the end of the day, Joe Burrow didn't make his name until he became a graduate transfer. He was registered the one year, so he ended up having two years of eligibility left when he went to LSU. And, uh, you know, he made a name for himself uh, that that final year uh, made him, you know, it catapulted his stock all the way up to being the number one draft pick and Hobson Trophy winner, national champion, yada, yada, yada. So Burrow, uh, you know, actually graduated from two places, Ohio State and LSU. So everybody's like, well, he's an LSU Tiger. That's where he made the name for himself. I fall on it as, you know, why can't he be both? And... <laughs> I thought it was uh, quite comical. Uh, Burrow said uh, during the the pregame, um, you know, introductions, uh, he said his high school. <laughs> They're in Athens, uh, Ohio. You know, it, it's like, dude, he he understands what's going on. He he he's he's on top of it. And there's a reason why they call him Joe Cool. And I love listening to his um, some of these interviews he's given. You know, he's got this little. Uh, cockiness to him, a little bit of swag. It, it's 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 fun. I, I like I like Joe, and so he understood what was going on because you could hear the talk uh, leading up to the game. Uh, you know, people fighting uh, whether or not he's a Buckeye, and he actually had to address it in uh, the interview in one of the interviews leading up to the the big game. And he said, "Yes, I'm still a Buckeye. 
I'm an alumni. And it's like, you know what? It's that simple. Kiss. Keep it simple, stupid. If Burrow himself graduated and Burrow himself considers himself a Buckeye, then just take it at face value. Whether or not he made a name for himself on the field in Columbus, Ohio, or down there in uh, LSU, who cares? Why can't it be both? So, you know, sure, we can all say, you know, he claimed to fame was LSU, but you know what? At the end of the day, he's a Buckeye, and honestly, it really doesn't matter. You can be in an argument or not. Whether you agree, whether you disagree, it doesn't matter. So that's uh, the way we're going to look at it there. And then, um, so that's, that was the Super Bowl right there. Uh, congratulations again to the uh, Los Angeles Rams and um, all of their successes. And uh, you know what? Also to Jordan Fuller for uh, becoming a Super Bowl champion. And uh, it was a fun NFL season and looked forward to uh, watching uh, those games next year. But as they uh, go to the offseason, uh, you got, you know, that's where you retool yourself. That's where you uh, make adjustments. And the NFL Combine is uh, the perfect example of, you know, who you want on your team. This is where you can make or break your uh, next season or your next 10 seasons, to be quite honest, depending on uh, who you select and, and who you didn't select, really. So the Buckeyes are sending uh, seven to the NFL Combine. Uh, we saw tight end Jeremy Ruckert. We saw Nicholas petit Ferrer, offensive lineman, and uh, Thayer Mufford uh, attending. You saw two guys on the defensive line, Haskell Garrett, Tyreek Smith. They were going. So that's one, two, three, four, five. And then the last two were uh, the showcase uh, guys uh, for the Buckeyes this past year. Uh, wide receivers Chris Olave and Garrett Wilson. Both, well, I should say uh, before the uh, combine began, Garrett Wilson was highly regarded to being a uh, first-round pick. And I think, in my opinion, uh, Chris Olave did enough uh, to project himself into that first round as well. And it's significant because Ohio State's had some great receivers over the years, and especially recently. But it's been 15 years, supposedly, since they've had a wide receiver taken in the first round. And uh, this could be special. They could have two guys potentially in that first round. And we know the talent that comes out of Ohio State with Zone 6 and all the guys that uh, Brian Hartline's been coaching up and the five-star guys that come in, and it's really amazing because Chris Olave is only a three-star, but, man, they, they've got some talent in that uh, position room. That unit is going to be strong for the next couple of years. I just, you know, hope that Ohio State realizes the value of Brian Hartline. I know he got kind of a, a, a promotion with, I think it was bumped up, not only wide receiver coach, but a passing game coordinator. Uh, you know what? Hopefully he's happy being there in Columbus and doing what he's doing. It sounds like, you know, in interviews, you know, he loves it. He's not looking to leave. So uh, it, it's key and fundamental for Ryan Day to hold on to Brian Hartwin because he's bringing up some talent. And he's obviously coaching him up. You know, he uh, played well during his time at Ohio State. But, you know, he was a, what, 7- or 11-year veteran there in the NFL playing with the Browns and playing with uh, the Miami Dolphins. So, yeah, it, it – 
that's one guy you want to hold on to. But the Buckeyes had seven guys going to the NFL Combine. Uh, you know, I look for, you know, all seven of them to get drafted. You know, I think Tyreek Smith needed to go uh, for sure. Um, <clears throat> you know, his career, I, I don't know how I feel about his career at Ohio State. I, I feel like he should have been able to produce more. I think he was a five-star uh, prospect coming out of high school. But you know what? I think there might have been injuries and and whatnot, but there was just, you know, that lack of production and, and always hoping that he would, you know, be something a little bit more than what he had shown. Um, you know, you sometimes have to, you know, pump the brakes on your expectations on these guys. They all can't be Chase Young or Joey or Nick Bosa. It's it's hard to do what those three gentlemen were able to do in their careers at Ohio State. And, um, you know, they're, they're highly impressive uh, NFL players too. So, uh, you know, I, I look forward to the NFL draft. I, I mean, I'm not a, the biggest NFL guy. My heart and uh, my attention is with Ohio State's football uh, program. Watching the games on Saturday, I, I just feel like they're more exciting because, uh, you know, the passion's with Ohio State. But I do like watching the NFL. Um, I don't really have an NFL team, but I do like watching the draft and seeing where our Buckeyes land. Uh, you know, I might have opinions where I think guys should go and um, sometimes I'm disappointed <laughs> in where they get selected. Um, I still feel bad for Justin Fields, man, going to Chicago. Um, but you know what? He's he's a young guy. He's smart. Hopefully he figures it out. Uh, hopefully the, uh, the organization there in Chicago figures it out too. But no, I look forward to seeing where Chris Olave and uh, Garrett Wilson get selected. Um, it was impressive watching, like, especially their 40 times. I didn't quite realize they were that fast. Um, I just know they continued to get open. I know their route running was impressive during their time at Ohio State, but Chris Olave, that unofficial time, really opened some people's eyes. I ran, what, a 4.26 in the 40? I was like, holy smokes, where did that come from? And, you know, that that shot right after he ran it, they uh, had Ryan Day there just looking, like, unimpressed. Like, yeah, I know. He, he does this all the time throughout his entire career at Ohio State. Like, practices, games, who cares? I, I, I've i seen it every single day. And so I just thought it was kind of funny. He didn't even crack a smile. Like, he just, that's my guy. That That's what he does. That's what he's been doing. So he didn't seem all that impressed with it. But uh, So, yeah, I thought that was kind of funny. But officially, it came out to be, what, 4 3 eight, something like that. Still impressive, running under uh, 440 for the 40. So um, that's where my attention is going to be when the draft happens in April, seeing where those two uh, young men fall or uh, get selected. And good luck to the other uh, five guys. It'll be fun to watch their careers. And, uh, you know, I just thoroughly enjoy uh, watching them and, uh, you know, appreciate the time that they spent there at Ohio State helping us win all these games. So that's all I really got uh, for this podcast, uh, show number 23. Uh, thank you, Buckeye Nation, for being patient with me. And um, I know I don't get to post uh, these as often as I would like to. Well, just try to get better. And uh, that's all you can do moving forward is try to get better. And uh, hopefully you guys have been uh, well 
it's going to be uh, uh, fun because the spring is on the way. Weather's starting to get warmer. We had a couple 70-degree uh, weather days here in Fort Wayne, so uh, it got cool again. But you know what? Spring is around the corner, and spring game's coming up, uh, off-season workouts, and there's going to be plenty to talk about. So I'll try to get back to you as soon as I can, and uh, thanks for uh, coming back and listening. Hopefully you guys enjoy it. Tell your friends and family, other fans about the, the podcast. Keep visiting my Facebook page, and uh, I'll talk to you guys next time. Thanks a lot, Buckeye Nation, and go Bucks.